3: Every day. From the
0: 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, We will recap last night's exhilarating win over the Houston Rockets, plus we will get you up to date on where the Thunder are in the standings, and I'll tell you what I screwed up yesterday about the Rockets' standings, and just tell you what needs to happen tonight in Milwaukee in order for the Thunder to wrap up the 6th seed, and how the Thunder could fall all the way down to 8, and also how the Thunder could end up playing the Houston Rockets whether they were the whether the Thunder were the sixth seed or whether the Thunder were the seventh seed. So that's coming up in the first segment. We'll also give you the unsung hero in last night's last offensive possession by the Oklahoma City Thunder. There is one guy overall that made that happen, maybe more so than any other, according to Billy Donovan, or at least it was his heads-up play that led to this happen, or led to Paul George being able to make the game-winning shot. We'll hear from that guy. We'll also hear from Paul George today and talk about what it will mean if Paul George is out. Plus, we'll talk about the Thunder winning in different ways, which is so extremely important. As you get into the postseason, you cannot just strictly go by formula. As much as you want the car to hit on all eight cylinders, sometimes you got to end up winning when things aren't going your way. The Thunder certainly did that last night. And I'll talk about why Oklahoma City needs to be very concerned about Magic Johnson doing what he did last night and what ultimately it could mean for the Thunder if... They were a smart, creative organization. We'll get to all that coming up today. I'm Eric G. on Locked on Thunder. Um, I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've covered the Thunder for five seasons. I'm a credentialed member of the media. And you can check out my channel on the Maven Network, which is maven.io. And you can go to Maven basketballmaven.io slash thunder for Thunder Maven, where we post this podcast. We do video columns. We post video from post game. It's all right there on Thunder Maven. So let's get rolling today. Oh, also download the Himalaya app to your phone. Download that Himalaya app to your phone. And then when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Let's get you up to date on where the Thunder are in the playoff standings after last night's 112-111 win over the Houston Rockets. The Thunder as of now are holding on to the 6th spot. If they win, they are 6, they cannot lose 6. Can't go any higher because Utah won last night and that took the 5th seed off the table. But if Oklahoma City wins tonight, then it doesn't matter what San Antonio or the Clippers do, Oklahoma City is 6. So they control their own destiny. Now, if the Thunder were to go out, and screw things up and lose a game that neither Giannis nor Brooke Lopez is going to play. And Paul George may not play tonight either, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But if the Thunder were to screw up and lose to an unmanned team the way that they did to Dallas and the way that they've done to Memphis, if San Antonio were to win, Oklahoma City would fall back to seventh. If the Clippers lost, or actually Oklahoma City does have the tiebreaker over the Clippers, I think. Or that's still yet to be determined. So Oklahoma City could still end up in 7th. But if Oklahoma City were to lose this game, both San Antonio and the Clippers were to win, then Oklahoma City would end up in the 8th spot and they would be stuck playing Golden State in the first round of the playoffs. So it's very simple tonight. It's just a simple formula. Don't even think about 8th. Don't even think about the Clippers and San Antonio. Just go out. TCB, like Elvis did, take care of business, and then you're in sixth. Now, as far as who the Thunder opponent could be, it still could be the Houston Rockets if the Thunder finish sixth or seventh. Obviously, if the Thunder are eighth, they're going to play Golden State. Here's what I got wrong yesterday, and I'm always a big enough man to admit when I screwed this up, and I don't know why I thought this was the way it was yesterday. I do apologize for that if you... Listen to the podcast and got wrong information. I profusely apologize for that. Um, very ashamed to, to some extent. But here's what's the deal for the Houston Rockets. Because the Rockets lost last night and because the Nuggets lost last night, Houston is a half game behind the Nuggets for the second seed. If the Nuggets lose tonight because the Rockets' schedule is finished, the Nuggets lose tonight, Houston moves to the second spot. However, Houston still could fall all the way down to four from the three. Now, how does that happen? One, Nuggets would be able to win tonight. The Nuggets win, and I think they're playing Minnesota. Nuggets win, they're they're playing Minnesota. Then Nuggets get the second spot. Houston is stuck in third. And if Portland, who's playing the Sacramento Kings tonight, wins, then Portland jumps, jumps Houston as well. So Houston would play Utah in that first round of the playoffs. As for Oklahoma City, here's what you need to root for tonight. And it's not just about the Thunder winning, which is the most important thing. What you really want to root for, if you're a Thunder fan tonight, is you want Portland to beat the Sacramento Kings and you want Denver to beat the to beat the Timberwolves, and you want the Thunder to win. So, Oklahoma City in the first round of the playoffs would play the Portland Trail Blazers, a Portland Trail Blazers team without Yusef Nurkic. And you figure big advantage for Steven Adams to take it to go against Ennis Kanter for a seven game series. Also, because Oklahoma City has swept Portland this year. And I don't, again, I will, I'm just on record saying, I don't care what Billy Donovan says. Oklahoma City has swept Portland this year. Mental advantage to OKC if that was the matchup. That's what I'm rooting for tonight. I want a Portland win (laughs) combined combined with a Nuggets win and that way that the Rockets would fall down, Portland would move up, Oklahoma City would win, and then we've got the most favorable matchup Oklahoma City could possibly get in the first round of the playoffs while avoiding the Nuggets and, more importantly, Avoiding the Golden State Warriors, Oklahoma City winning last night 112-111. We haven't talked at all about the game, and really, what everybody is going to remember about this game last night was that last offensive possession that Oklahoma City had after James Harden missed the back end of a of, of a three of a free throw sequence. About called it a one and one. There's no one and ones in the NBA. But after James Harden misses his free throw, Russell Westbrook. Gets the ball, brings it up court. Remember, very important, the Thunder didn't have any timeouts at this point. Russ gets trapped at midcourt. And here's where things became big time for Oklahoma City. Steven Adams, on that play, according to Billy Donovan, was supposed to sit a pick. Adams didn't sit a pick on this play. Adams saw that Russ was in trouble, came to Russ's aid by giving him somebody to pass to. Russ able to pass off to Adams. Adams got it back to Russ. Russ the PG in the corner for the game winner. Your unsung hero in last night's game, while Paul George will get the credit for making that clutch three and for now becoming Mr. Clutch and displaying clutch gene, while he will get the credit for that and Russ will get the credit for the assist, it's Steven Adams who ultimately made that play happen. If Steven Adams does not recognize what's going on with Russell Westbrook, then the Thunder don't ever have an opportunity to make that play. So as much as last night belongs to Russ and PG, it belongs to Steven Adams. And if you want to say that that is the Oklahoma City Big 3, and I think that's what I referred to him. Matter of fact, I know that's what I referred to him last night in the video wrap. If you want to say that that's the Thunder's Big 3, then that shows you how the Big 3 can affect a game by not necessarily scoring, by not necessarily rebounding. Sometimes it's just getting up, doing the dirty work, and playing smart basketball in clutch situations that separates champions from teams that just win a lot of ball games. Last night was championship basketball for the Oklahoma City Thunder because they were able to win in a high-pressure situation when Paul George was having a bad shooting night Pretty much everybody in the starting five, save for Russell Westbrook and Terrence Ferguson, were having bad shooting nights. Bench was all right, but they still managed to power through, play defense, and when you needed guys to come through, they did. And sometimes it's more about timing than it necessarily is just having consistency throughout the flow of a 48-minute game. That being said, I think we should hear, uh, in my opinion, from the man of the hour last night, and that is Stephen Adams discussing how that last play was set up and also why you saw the Thunder maybe celebrate a little bit more last night than you have in other games in the same situation.
4: You guys have won a lot of big games and celebrated a lot. It seemed like the post-game celebration, especially with Paul, was particularly uh, noticeable tonight. What was the importance of this game? Uh, based off just our celebration? Mm-hmm. Just the way you want it, How you, who you be? Yeah, how you've I been playing, think, so, yeah, I think it was things. just Yeah I think it was just that, it was just caught up in the moment um, I just got caught in between, I don't usually do that stuff either mate but they all just rushed and I just got caught in the middle of it so I guess it was more of that, but yeah, take it as you want mate mm. h day. Billy said there
1: was a play on, it was kind of a main free throw play on that last shot that Paul made, you guys had to kind of change it on the flag. just kind of walk through that play, Russell bringing the ball up,
4: you're setting that screen, what, what happened yeah. from there? Um, we well, were anticipating a make, uh, we have a little set play uh, 20, for that situation. Ended up being a miss and then they sent about three guys at Russ. So yeah, it was just basically just reads from there, it turned out pretty well. Um, yeah, so was, that's a play right, here, it hit me, mm-hmm. look it back, hit yeah, I mean ended up working out pretty well but it was still it was still somewhat the play but just the start of it was just a bit different, you know, so yeah he, he was in the right position yeah, went to the right spot What
2: was better about the defence in the 4th? pardon What was better about the defence in the 4th quarter? Oh, mate, um...
4: I think it was just squaring up on the ball a bit, bit more, especially with the pick and rolls and whatnot, they were hitting some tough shots man yeah. yeah, some tough shots yeah. Yeah. That was me <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is, yeah, I <laughs> so yeah they had some tough shots uh, but I think it was just screwing up on the ball uh, which just allows for uh, just if there is a pick and roll coverage it allows pretty much the window that they could kind of do something with it shortens that because then you just scrap up on the ball say if I'm in coverage I'll get the codec to my man earlier. Really, and just play from there it just help side and whatnot Jeremy did a good job coming over a couple of times uh, with hard and stride <coughs> so yeah I think there was a Big difference. I'm not, I haven't seen the game yet, to be honest. With you, so, yeah. You feeling it's better great. about the way? You feeling better about the way you guys play? You won four in a row now, and Houston had a lot to play for tonight. And uh-huh. You guys came back and beat them. You feeling better about the way the squad's playing? Uh, yeah. I mean, it feels good. Feels mm. good. <laughs> yeah, that's about it, mate. What's in the lunchbox? What's in the lunchbox? Lunch oh nothing
0: at the moment, mate. I ate all the lunch.
4: <laughs>
0: and if you haven't seen the lunchbox, which I don't think I got it on the video on on Thunder Maven, um, go, go to Thunder Maven. I don't think I got it in the video, but it's a NASA lunchbox that Stephen Adams always carries around. I think he got it in Salt Lake uh, while Christmas shopping. It's just interesting to see a grown man, and by grown man, I mean a guy seven foot, carrying a NASA lunchbox. Um, as far as tonight goes, Paul George out for tonight's game, or not, I correct that. Paul George is questionable, questionable for tonight's game with the Milwaukee Bucks. If PG doesn't play, as always, I'm way more concerned about defense than offense. We saw last night, even when Paul George goes 9 of 20 uh, 25, he can still score over 20 points. He can still get to the free throw line. It's a big thing Oklahoma City's going to miss. You're going to miss free throws You're going to miss deflections, you're going to miss steals, and you're going to miss a guy who can get things going out on the fast break. Um, Who Oklahoma City would have play in his place? Now, that's an interesting question considering the fact that Milwaukee has Brook Lopez and Giannis sitting out for tonight. I would think then you probably start Dennis Schroeder instead of starting Markeith Morris in this situation And go with that smaller lineup, get things going fast, and try and get off to a hot start uh, the way that you did the three games prior to last night against Houston. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Uh, Coming up next, why it's so important to watch Oklahoma City win in different ways. If you're looking for a little peace of mind to help you feel better about what's going on at home when you're not there... Then might I recommend the WISE camera? That's W-Y-Z-E. That's the WISE camera. And for only $20 a month, you can see everything from anywhere. We're talking full HD, images so clear that you can't possibly miss a thing. Night vision, you got the two-way audio. What they want to do is bring smart home products that are accessible to everyone. That's what WISE does, and that's WYZE plus. They're giving you free rolling cloud storage. That's right, free 14-day rolling cloud storage. So if there's something you need to go check on, like maybe your kids tore up the house, something got broken, maybe something's missing from the house, then you can go back and check it with that 14-day cloud storage. So watch your kids, see if they're destroying your home. Watch Food Simmer when you need to go out and get that extra ingredient to make dinner that much more special. Watch your dogs. You can watch your plants grow in time-lapse because, well, that's something I would do. And you can watch people working on your house. It's all for just $20. That's W-Y-Z-E. Go to wyze.com slash podcast. Don't forget about the free rolling cloud storage. That's 14 days worth of rolling cloud storage. And for $10 more, you can get the Wise camera with 110 degree uh, rotational speed. Plus, it can pan automatically And it works with Alexa. That's wise.com slash podcast. Please don't forget to uh, download the Himalaya app for your phone. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. The Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Oklahoma City on a roll now, winning 14 straight last night, knocking off the Houston Rockets. More importantly, when you look at how the Thunder have won their last four games, and especially the one against Detroit where you had Blake Griffin going off for 45 points and then the Thunder figured out a way to shut him down in the fourth quarter by running him off the line. And then you had last night where Paul George doesn't have a particularly great shooting night and yet he still comes up clutch. And you've got James Harden going for 39, which, you know what? Before the end of the show, I'm going to play you a little audio from Jeremy Grant because if you ever wanted to know how to guard James Harden, we're going to tell you how to guard the most unguardable player in the NBA. So there's a tease for that right, right there. But Oklahoma City being able to win... When you are now faced in pressure-packed situations, when things aren't particularly... On nights where you're not able to get that transition game going as much as you want to, nights where your stars aren't contributing as much in the offense as you want them to, and yet you're still able to win a basketball game, what that signals to me is that you are undoubtedly ready for the playoffs. And for four games now, I don't know how anyone can say that the Thunder aren't ready for the playoffs. What I saw last night was a team that understood that you can win ugly. It's not the preferred way of winning, but you can win ugly and not necessarily just getting some breaks to go your way. Come on, let's face it. The Thunder did have some breaks go their way last night with Harden missing the free throw and then missing the open look at the end. You're going to need some of that, but... When you can make those heads-up plays like they like like the Thunder did on that last offensive possession, when guys understand instinctually that they know what to do, the way the way Stephen Adams did by not screening, by coming to Russell Westbrook's aid, those things make a difference. And like like Jeremy Grant last night guarding guarding James Harden. And realizing, yes, Harden's going to go for 39, but if you can force James Harden into the paint and you can force James Harden to shoot over you, then you've got an opportunity to actually force James Harden to miss some shots. And that's what Jeremy Grant did so well last night. We'll hear audio from him coming up here in just a moment. Now, you still need your stars to, to come up clutch. And that was big for Oklahoma City last night when Paul George uh, came up with a big one and was able to knock down that three, and he's knocked down four at this point in his career. So is PG starting to feel a little bit more clutch? Is he more confident in these situations? Um, yeah, I would say yeah, and we'll play you what he had to say in a second, but here's the deal. When you're a shooter, if you're going to make them, you have to shoot in those situations. You can't be scared. PG certainly not scared at that moment, and here's what he had to say after the game.
2: Before the ball got you chaotic scramble situation, you probably had a unique view of that. What did you see just in terms of the buildup before you got the ball on, on the game? Um,
4: I mean, everybody just tried to you know, trap Russ in the back, and, um, get the ball out of his hand, he made a great play, gave it to Steven, and Steven gave it back. Um, and I mean, I knew if I got the ball, I had enough time and space uh, to get a shot up. How'd that feel it, as it left your hand? I uh, felt good, honestly, it felt good. I bobbled it a little bit as the shot went up, but um, still felt good going up.
2: Paul, for veteran or um, you had
5: the, not hitting the game-winning shot kind of follow you and your career back in the early days. And tonight you hit what is essentially the game winner, and it's your fourth game winner this year. How does it feel to reverse that narrative a
4: little bit? Um, I mean, it's indifferent. I mean, that's, I'm going to take those shots every time I get them. Um, that's part of the game ball goes in, goes out
0: sometimes. Paul George's philosophy, the ball goes in, the ball goes out sometimes. Words to live by. Uh, hopefully, PG gets an opportunity to play tonight. It is important to note that Billy Donovan did say uh, everyone would go for Oklahoma City because it's still an important game. And the Thunder, since they don't have anything wrapped up, they can't take it easy. Also, Clippers playing the Jazz tonight. I hate that matchup because the Jazz have everything wrapped up. There's no incentive at all for the Jazz to win that game. Uh, Still incentive for San Antonio to go out and beat Dallas. And because I think those two organizations hate each other so much, uh, you could expect San Antonio to go out and try and beat Dallas no matter what the situation was. And I'm not sure. Um, One thing I don't know didn't catch last night, I don't know if Dirk's playing tonight or not. I think his last game might have been at the AAC, but don't quote me on that, although you will because I just said it. Uh, but probably the best way to for Dirk to end is just in it in front of the home fans because guess what? Those people in San Antonio, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to see Dirk. They hated him, just saying. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Getting goofy now. Uh, coming up next, we'll close things out by telling you why you should be worried about Magic Johnson leaving the Los Angeles Lakers. How will it affect the Thunder? We'll tell you next. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. Make sure you download the Himalaya app to your phone. All you got to do is go to the Google Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and download it. When you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. You can also subscribe on Apple iTunes, on Google Podcasts. It is the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team
3: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, If I were you... As a Thunder fan, I'd be a little bit worried about Magic Johnson leaving the Los Angeles Lakers, just a little. No one's ever accused the Lakers of being a smart organization in the last three years, but if Jeannie Buss is smart, the first call she makes now that Magic Johnson has stepped down is to Sam Presti. Why? Because you want somebody with vision. You want somebody that understands what it means to draft young talent and develop that young talent. And, and not go by the same old Lakers philosophy, which is we'll get a star and that guy will follow because that philosophy hasn't worked in probably 10 years for Los Angeles. People are saying six. It feels like 10 as far as L.A. deciding that this is the model that they were going to follow because that's what they're about. They're about big names and winning championships. And yes, those two things go hand in hand, but look at Golden State, look at Oklahoma City, Look at San Antonio, Sands-Miami, all the best teams in the NBA, even Cleveland under LeBron James, was pretty much homegrown with a few guys that they traded for kind of here and there after he decided, I mean, your second best player on that team, Kyrie Irving, that's the guy that you drafted. Um, I guess if you want to throw Cleveland in the build-it category, I'm fine with that as well, but Golden State, it's all homegrown for the exception of Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala. Um, some guys did come from out, but they weren't big name guys. You don't always need big name guys. What you big name guys? What you need is to develop chemistry. What you need is to draft guys when they're young, develop them, give them an opportunity to play together, and then see what they can do a few years down the road. That's where the Lakers continually. Miss the boat, and that's something that may ultimately harm them going forward. Because if they're just looking for guys to do the same thing Magic did, can't imagine they are. But if they, but if they are, then the Lakers are going to continue to sit themselves back. And I look at what Sam Presti's been able to pull off here in Oklahoma City, not only with the development of young talent, but being able to trade and build around a guy like Russell Westbrook. That's intriguing to me, if I'm Genie Bus. We'll see if she makes the call. Uh, last night, Jeremy Grant guarding James Harden a few times. Not an easy thing to do. He might be the most unguardable guy in the NBA. Yet a couple of times Jeremy got the better of him. And here Jeremy is talking about how to deal with James Harden, number 13.
3: Uh, Jeremy, just, what did you think about the way you guys played, particularly in that fourth quarter? What was different maybe um, during that big run you
5: had? Uh, started hitting shots. I think uh came out with a sense of urgency. Um, play some good defense and uh, support out the win.
1: Yeah, I think eight straight stops in the middle of that fourth quarter. What were you guys doing at the high level during that stretch?
5: Uh, just communication, keeping the ball in front of us. Uh, they was hitting tough shots throughout the game and uh, started missing a couple uh, in the four.
4: Jerry, what did you think about the way that Stephen Russell and Paul executed that play?
5: It? Uh, it was great. Uh, turned out uh, uh, for the better. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great, yeah.
2: <laughs> you you ended up on Harden several times. What was your focus there?
5: Uh just getting to the ball. Uh, just kinda trying to throw his rhythm off. Uh, yeah, make him make him drive, don't let him shoot it, uh, any open three.
2: There's that one play towards the end of the first quarter where you're just facing off and he's, you know, going left and you're not flinching. What's going through your head in moments like that?
5: Um, watch a lot of films, so um, just I uh, kind of just got a feel for it. You know, um, just trying to throw his rhythm off, don't want to give him too many openness, things like that.
0: Jeremy, you give guys- you a little extra there as well. But now, if you're ever playing James Harden in a one on one situation, there you go, make him drive, <laughs> make him drive. Oh, and, and, and have length like, and a wingspan like Jeremy Grant so he has to shoot over you. We'll be back tomorrow, and by tomorrow we'll know who the Thunder are playing in the first round of the playoffs. We'll start to break that down. It's all right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. Till tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and Thunder up.
3: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.